Apple giveth and Apple taketh away. At least that's what seems to be happening with one of the internet's foundational pieces, IP addresses. Leaving motivations aside for a moment, this move could have a chilling effect on podcasting and force more of what we don't want, consolidation. This article is brought to you by Chartable. Attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to chartable.com for more details. This week, we're going to talk about a tough topic, the risk of losing IP addresses. IP address is the foundational data point used in podcasting to accurately represent downloads, the only agreed upon metric in our arsenal. So I don't bring this up lightly. I say this at the start because my goal has always been to educate and inform you on the ways to get the most out of podcast ad tech. But today we need to talk about how poorly the core of the podcast industry, the publishers and hosting platforms are treated and how the podcast players and the larger companies behind them are not interested in maintaining podcasting as a free and open space. I'm taking off the advertising hat and speaking simply about technology and podcasting. I want to remind everyone who is on what side. I want to ask you to reevaluate your lack of connection with the community at large and the distance at which you keep your competitors. And then I want you to put that all away and collaborate in whatever forum works best for you to help solve the coming challenge. And that challenge is that Apple is moving towards a world void of IP addresses iCloud Private Relay. Every month I get a receipt from Apple for the 99 cents they charge me for their lowest tier of iCloud. I'm signed up for this primarily because, between my wife and I, we have a lot of text messages and photos that we just don't want to part with. I'm sure many of you can relate. Apple has announced a new feature that both of us get for just maintaining this iCloud tier starting with iOS 15 in September 2021. It's called iCloud Private Relay and it's one of a handful of consumer-focused privacy features. This one is specifically focused on keeping IP addresses completely private for all activity that takes place on their Safari web browser. So what, I can hear you say, who listens to podcasts on their iOS device using Safari? And that's a good question that I'm going to answer with this. Not enough to care. But what I want you to remember is that iCloud is a feature built into Apple's entire operating system, and Safari is just one of many apps on that operating system. It would be foolish to assume that there's no future where Apple doesn't extend this ability to every outgoing call from their iOS device or even their computers. At the core of podcast technology, not even advertising technology, is the IP address. And without it, only the podcast apps can tell you any valuable metrics about your podcast. How IP address is used. Regardless of if your hosting platform is IAB certified or not, it's safe to assume that they follow along with the IAB methodology for measuring podcast downloads. While compliance and certification are different, the key here is that everyone is swimming in the same direction. IP address is currently the only listener identifier received when a listener downloads a podcast. User agent isn't listener level valuable for identification, as nobody is browsing the web inside of Apple Podcasts or Spotify app. So a lot of what podcast tech does to identify actual download requests and unique download requests focuses around combining IP address, user agent, the timestamp of the request, and the specific episode being requested. The IAB Tech Lab has struggled for years and never truly finalized their plans on how to handle IPv6, which in short was further refreshing of the IP address per individual listener. With IPv4, which we're on right now, my IP address at my household could remain the same until I have a power outage. With IPv6, it could change every hour. But this change Apple is talking about is the reverse. 
instead of it being more IPs per listener, we're looking at the same IP address shared across multiple listeners. So depending on the individual settings, which look to allow a granularity in IP geolocation from state up to country, it could be very hard to tell apart someone in New York City from someone in San Antonio. Who wins? In short, the podcast players. Each of the major podcast apps provide a portal to publishers, sharing app-level statistics with that publisher. Publishers don't own this data like they do with their hosting platforms, and hosting platforms have no easy way to ingest it for centralized reporting. So at best, a publisher could log into each platform and get a general idea of downloads and listens. But none of that data is third-party validated. The listening activity reported on those apps isn't audited or certified like the IAB certified downloads that hosting platforms and ad tech companies report on. There is no obligation for those portals to be correct and even less obligation for their methodologies to match with competing podcast players. Unfortunately, there's a simple sidestep to solve that complaint. Spotify and Amazon both own IAB certified hosting platforms. While this doesn't mean the podcast players are going to play ball with other parties, Spotify has already proven that publishers who host with Anchor or Megaphone will get access to special app-to-hosting provider features that you just can't get elsewhere. Will Amazon do the same with Art19? Only time will tell. For some publishers, the lore of hosting in a full-stack solution like that will be worth migrating and maybe even going platform-exclusive without receiving millions of dollars, so they don't have to throw their hands up in the air to explain the external stats. For others, their workload will just increase, and they'll continue to face an uphill battle. What can we do? We need more collaboration. On my end, I'm going to accept an invitation to join the IAB Audio Committee and Tech Lab. Complaining from the outside that I disagree with the speed or solutions provided by the IAB didn't magically solve any problems. So I'm mature enough to know that I should try another angle. These groups are comprised almost entirely of the people hurt most by these changes. And I'd like to help them solve these problems however I can. For most of you, I think it would be valuable to take a look at the podcast namescape. In it, you'll see that there are a lot of eager individuals and companies looking to collaborate on a technical solution to improve podcasting and keep it open. Heck, every single point Mike Magnano of Anchor makes in his article about RSS holding the industry back has already been solved by that group. They're thinking outside the box and they're not solely focused on building things that need the major podcast players to receive and act on to create value. Gathering around existing built communities is going to drive the best results in the fastest period of time. And right now, we need that most in this space. Wrapping it up. As cliche as it sounds, podcasting is unique. Apple and Spotify have both taken actions that show that they want to have their own flavors of podcasting instead of simply creating unique and best-in-class offerings on the app side that just take full advantage of all this free industry work with the RSS feed and dial up their execution of it to 11. Part of me hopes that's how Amazon or Google will choose to view this space, but that might be just a bit too optimistic. Podcasting has existed for 20 years as an open medium. It's going to change, but that change doesn't mean the industry itself can't have a say in it. To have a say in it, you have to be active in the conversation, which is the focus of this entire piece. Oh, and don't worry about advertising and ad tech. It will always survive. Let's focus on the core metrics first. Hello, Sounds Profitable. Ariel Nissenblad here with Rel's Rex. Here we go. This week, I recommend the podcast, This Is Love. It's the counterweight show to Phoebe Judge's criminal podcast. Criminal can be sharp, sometimes dark, and it can make the listener's heart race in anticipation. This is Love, though, is slower, warmer, and brings about a story-driven tale of love. 
Both shows are incredibly paced, will grip you from the start, and are must-listens. This Is Love looks at the concept of love and all its manifestations through unique vignettes. I recommend starting with the episode Roselle and Michael. You may cry the entire time, but it is worth it. This episode captures the story of Michael Hingson, a blind man who worked on the 78th floor of the North Tower of the World Trade Center on 9-11-01, and his guide dog, Roselle. You can find This Is Love wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy! Thanks again to Chartable for sponsoring this article. Attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to Chartable.com for more details. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And thank you for following this premium feed of Sounds Profitable provided by Supercast. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, our product deep dive series, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks again for listening.